0: Hey everybody, how are you? We are doing our first ever podcast.
1: You're excited, I'm excited. I don't yeah. know if they're excited, Tom.
0: But... I, I don't know, but we are excited. Actually, we've been wanting to do this for a while and this series that we're launching into is probably the perfect time to start it.
1: Yeah, great catalyst.
0: Yes. So we have just recently started a series called You, Me, and God. And we want to take people on a journey um, through what is known as the Enneagram. Um, but again, the deeper thing behind this is that we really, we want to be able to follow Jesus with all our hearts and our souls and our minds with all our strength. Um, and we think this is a great tool, to Absolutely. help to get us there right
1: yeah and i was just telling tom I, th- I feel like this is not the first time that we as christians have used different tools or resources around personality or um, you know differences between how people operate or think um, as as a way to help understand each other better as a way to love each other better i keep thinking of gary chapman's the five love languages maybe you've gone through that and what that does really is help people um understand that we give and receive love in different ways. And so I might be using, you know, acts of service because I appreciate when people do that for me, but someone else might receive love better as um, a kind word or affirmation or something like that. So um, in the same way, I think that the Enneagram really helps us in some ways to translate what other people, how the, how people see the world and Mm -hmm. how they respond in the world. Um,
0: Yeah. And I should say, um, because I don't think I even said it in last week's message. The book that started this all for us ah, is The Road Back to You uh, by Ian Crone and Suzanne Stabile. Um, And I guess I would even start by saying if you are interested in taking this journey with us, go out and get a copy of that book.
1: Yeah, it's very helpful. It's it's much more helpful. Even you'll find a lot of Enneagram tests online, even free ones. Um, but I found the book to be much better at, helping yeah. me uncover my personal number
0: yeah and I don't know if I said this or not instead of reading I actually listened to it on audiobook and oh, okay. I was able to do that like in the car or whatever and it just be able to process and it was really good I, I I couldn't stop listening once I started it so I would just start off by saying that the other thing I want to say um again our audience probably knows this we are not experts on the Enneagram um and we're not pretending to be. Um, there are many other people out there, much more qualified, uh, than ourselves. Um, and along the way, I, I think we're going to share again, those resources, those people, those opportunities, f- um, for yeah. people to go deeper. Um, because I, I kind of feel like we're taken the journey with everyone. Yes, we've Absolutely. known about it for a while. Yes, we might know our number, <laughs> and I'd say, might we're still working through that. Like, what is the, what? There's a lot of nuances that that go with that. Um, but anyway, that's the other thing I wanted to say. We're not sitting here like we know it all. Yeah. But we do think again, helpful, helpful tool. Yeah,
1: and it's been fun for me even since we've started this series, kind of reading scripture in a different way. And and I'm hoping that maybe it's even something that happens for all of you as we go through the series is is, um, understanding the different ways that we see scripture and, um, how God speaks to us in different ways. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of fun in some ways that we're, that we're learning together and it's, yeah, it's a process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would say, so like along the way we might even like share funny videos and, um, things that maybe will help like tangible, creative things that might help people. And speaking of that, Like, we're excited to bring other people around this table and talk every week on our podcast, right?
1: Absolutely. At least the personalities that aren't afraid to be on camera.
0: Well, yes, that's true. But we're not scary, (laughs) are we? You can... can We just ignore the camera and talk.
1: Post in the comments whether
0: you think that we're intimidating or not. Exactly. Um, So... Uh, Again, I'm not even sure where all this will go today, but I'm sure we have plenty to talk about. I think just to recap something, you know, we talked yesterday about, you know, some people have concerns about maybe the origins of the Enneagram and if it's, you know, if it's a biblical thing for us to be doing. Um, And we talked through that, and and you could go back and listen to the message. But one thing I did want to share, and again, we were talking about this prior, um, I have a resource here written by. Tyler Zach, and uh, he put out a great resource called Should Christians Use the Enneagram? You kind of see that right here. If you search that up, Tyler Zach, Should Christians Use the Enneagram? I thought that was some really good things that he had to say. Again, that might put people's minds at ease as we, again, go deeper in our spiritual journey and again, use this as a tool overlaid by scripture right. to figure out how we tick, you know? Yes.
1: Um, and I wanted to say too, it is. I, I think it's hard as as Christians when we when we look around and you see that some Christians uh, feel very strongly. One way or another, about about a lot of issues, and I know for myself, sometimes I thought, God, how can how can people who love you deeply fall in such different areas? And so I guess I wanted to say, it's okay to have the questions. It's okay to wrestle. In fact, I actually think that's a sign of spiritual maturity and Mm -hmm. discernment when you're when you don't just take everything at face value and you say, okay, let me let me investigate this a little. I think that's a good thing.
0: Oh, for sure. And and the Bible talks about that. I I always think about there's a church in the Bible um, in the town of Berea. And that's what they were commended for, honestly. They're like, you know, they're not going to take things at face value. They're going to go and search the truth themselves. And so we've always been a church and we've always been teachers who are encouraging people. Um, actually, I was talking to my mom yesterday after the service and my mom, shout out to mom. What's up? Uh, but after the service, we, we were talking about that a little bit. And she, you know, and she just actually described that about herself and the journey she went on as a young parent In parenting her children and there were certain resources uh you know maybe that in the day were kind of looked down upon but she said without those resources and reading kind of have a wider um uh, expansion of reading of sources of maybe she wouldn't be necessarily directed to through her church or whatever that actually was a game changer for her and so she was really excited even that we're were doing this series which is which is a fun thing um back in the in the pandemic
1: uh, yes. when
0: we were going through COVID, uh, we were just starting. So I had mentioned, we did a life group and just seeing like people, like their eyes light up. And all of a sudden these realizations come and couples looking at each other and be like, Oh my goodness, this all makes sense now. Yes. Right. So, um, I had this great idea to, to do this study, the road back to you with my family. I have six, you know, there's six siblings, oh, with, you know, okay, mom with your, and dad, everybody.
1: With your siblings, <laughs> yes. not with your...
0: It never did come to fruition, but it's, it's. I want to do it at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I actually, so I just went out yesterday and was talking with someone who, who, her whole family did the Enneagram together and she did. She said it's been a game changer for them in the way they interact. And, you know, you talk about, I, we all have, we all have family dysfunction. Let's be honest. They're, none of us yes. is without that. Um, and when you begin to understand that a little better... Um actually f- further down the road I want to share a resource I found online that shows how the numbers interact with each other so like for instance my husband who I believe is a 9 and mm-hmm. myself who I believe is a 3 um and to see the way those two numbers interact and there were times where I was just laughing hysterically like oh this explains so much this is this is why he does this this is why I do this and this is how we can like yeah I don't know
0: oh yeah for sure um it is enlightening um, and I shared too, like um, you share with your spouse, but with my kids, mm-hmm. realizing, especially with my son, how his brain works, how he operates, what he needs mm-hmm. to even like recharge just because of how he sees the world and how he might, you know, things that I don't even think about is off my radar. Mm-hmm. You know, it has helped both Sarah and I be like, that makes sense. Yes. Perfect sense.
1: No, absolutely. I've seen that with my kids too. Um, I know we'll get to, there's some personalities that are like, for instance, really driven by the need to not be controlled by other people. And I think I have a child that falls in that, in that personality. Um, And to recognize that sometimes things that come out as anger are motivated by that, that fear of being controlled or that fear of of, uh, you know, maybe it's an insecurity. Maybe it's you know, passive aggressive, people pleasing, and so when mm-hmm. you can start to see those patterns in your kids, um, then you can address the root problem or the root issue of the communication rather than just, yeah, you know, trying to discipline more, harder, be stricter, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, So it's huge.
0: Yeah, uh, it reminds me too of another conversation I had after church yesterday with a person, a friend of mine, um, and they were introduced to the Enneagram in like premarital counseling. Interesting. And that was what helped like, like they weren't sure where that was kind of like how yeah. this was all going to work. And that was the tool that was like enlightening for them. It's like, Oh, that's why he is this way. Or that's why she does this. And they said it was again, a game changer for them, even on that road to absolutely in their engagement, you know? Absolutely. So, um, so I, You know, one thing I want to say, so every week when we do this, uh, it's basically going to kind of recap maybe the week before we want to go into um, some deeper things that we're not able to get to in our messages that we teach. Um, Again, maybe it's sharing resources or even other videos, whatever. Um, You know, one of the things I don't know that we talked about much uh, was something. um, Well, there's there's two things when you look at everyone is a a number and I know that's scary for people and I think you said it yesterday you know some people get scared of well, there's not just nine personality types right right um and again I think as we travel through that journey some might get a little more comfortable with how this works mm-hmm. because what the Enneagram teaches is that each number has a wing yes or wings right so it would be they would fall on either side so let's say You're a, uh, um, someone's a nine, right? Which you're going to talk about this week. Their wing would either be a one wing or an eight wing.
1: Yes. It has to be a number on either side of your dominant number.
0: Yeah. So this is where a lot of the nuance comes into play. Right. Right. Um, And then there are also these, every number has these areas, these other numbers that we go to when we're in a healthy space. Yes. So that's a kind of across the Enneagram, mm-hmm. right?
1: Where you move in Where integration. We move.
0: Integration. Yep. And then there's something called disintegration. Yes. Which Where you is go
1: when you're unhealthy or when you're moving away from yes. um, the best, the the best version of yourself. Really. So
0: I wanna just let's paint a picture for me, right? Because sure. yeah. there's gonna be a lot of personal stories that we talk yep. through. I'm a one. Um, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a, you know, what they would call it, the reformer, maybe. Um, when I walk into a room and it's just subconscious, it's just the grit. It's how I see the world. I immediately see what's wrong in the room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now in a healthy space, that doesn't mean I'm critical or you know yell at somebody to fix it it's just that that's just the way i see i'm like oh this needs to be fixed i need to reform this thing yes but where that can lead me in unhealth is to have this overbearing kind of perfectionism sure i could stay in my office for hours to just get that last 10 percent right right that's not healthy yep yep um But here's what's interesting, and this is what I wanted to say. Like when I'm when I am healthy, I show the really good characteristics of a number seven. Okay. Which is the enthusiast. And they see the fun in everything. And who cares about time schedules? We're just one. Which is really funny because the more I thought about that as I've gone through this journey over the last five years, it's so true because sometimes I could look at sevens and be like, they're the irresponsible ones. Right. They're not taking life seriously. Yes, <laughs> They'll jet out of the office early just because they want to go for a ride in their Jeep <laughs> to the beach. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> but I need more of that in my life. And so when I'm in a healthy space, like that's where I would go. So that's yeah. what is That's what I mean about like when you start to realize that it's like, Oh Yeah. I'm not in a good space right now. I yes. need to get out. I need to stop what I'm doing. Absolutely.
1: Right? Um, well, and I know I'm trying to think. We talked about like the triads as well
0: a little well, bit. Well, that's what I was going to go to next. But yeah, talk yeah. about
1: that. Well, I know for the heart triad, I believe that shame is, is a dominant feeling that that motivates. Yeah, so or let's that... stop
0: real quick. Okay. There's, there's, there's three triads, yes. right? So three numbers in each. So we have the eight, nine, and one yep. are Which in something the called the gut triad yes. kind of we we like instinctively make decisions right. right uh which is where i would fall you would fall in the next one which is the twos the threes and the fours yes right and that's the heart that's the heart or the mm-hmm. feelings right yes. and then i think got?
1: heart is better than gut personally
0: <laughs> but you might be right no um,
1: nope none is better than the others <laughs> none <laughs> none is better i'm just than kidding
0: this. then five sixes and sevens are in the thinking the head the, the head right the thinking um which, again, We're I think
1: sometimes... Analyzers. Analyzers, and then I think also fear can sometimes yeah. play a part in that.
0: Yeah so, talk, yeah, so talk about that. That's where I just wanted to get everybody on the same page with that. Oh, but, yeah. So in there, you talk about shame.
1: Oh, yeah. So for I think for the heart, I think a lot of, of motivations can be driven by shame, whether that's feeling not enough or feeling like you have to do something for other people to make people happy. Um, fours, for them, that may come out as feeling like something is missing and you need to, like... Um, find what that is to be significant. But I, I think um, I recognize about myself how a lot of what I do is driven by that need to feel worthy or to okay. feel um, enough. So so again, as we go through it, you may find that there's... Um, what I love about this is that it gets mm-hmm. to that underlying uh, factor behind why you do what you do. It's not just yes. that I, as a three, I want to achieve, but I don't just want to achieve... For achievement's sake, I want to achieve again to feel like to feel like I matter to feel yeah. like other people see me as something that's worthwhile.
0: Right, like these motivations, right, right. So, so for me, um, it's anger. So that that triad of three, the eights, nines, and ones, kind of revolves around anger. Which I'm like, no way, like that. I'm not this really like externally angry person. Mm-hmm. But when I started thinking through it and then reading about it, that that my, for me that could come off as resentment. In other words, like I'm inside <laughs> I'm repressing something. Right. You know, and then I could again, it's like looking at those sevens and being like, look at them having fun while I'm right. while I'm working because someone has to do this job, right? Yes. Again, that was like super helpful for me. I didn't really even know how to define resentment until I but yeah. I'm like, oh that's that's how it is. That yeah. that's me. And then there's the other triad. Um yeah the where are we at with that one The thinking the yeah I yeah I feel like
1: I'm trying to think of fear is the is the core fear. issue it's there fear. Yeah, Um it's fear. Uh again whether that's I know like I mentioned one one number I forget which one but is a, is afraid of like loss of control Um I think for the sevens it's this fear of honestly being bored or or um um Yep. I'm trying to think of what, what, again, we'll we'll go through all this
0: a little more as we we go through the numbers. Um, But again, it just, again, it gives you insight into how we can use this tool. Right. Because, now let's get, again, the, the end value here is not so that we can know more about ourselves. Although that is, I mean, I guess, I guess it is, but it's, but that's, we want to, again as disciples of Jesus being closer moving closer towards God's heart. Yes. And so I can't do that when I'm in an unhealthy space and being resentful. Mm-hmm. So this is where it begins to help in the spiritual journey that I'm on, mm-hmm. right? To be like, "Tom, they did nothing wrong to you. You're holding on to this." Right. Uh, you know, so so ones will also like they would say on that um on that circle, uh, you know, of these nine, like ones may be more prone to anxiety than any other. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um, And again, I, I will deal with that sometimes. And so when I'm in that space, I have to stop and pause and say, okay, God, search me. Yes. Know my heart. Yes. Where's the resentment in me? Right. Um, what is making me anxious? And I feel that, like I said, in my body sometimes. And yeah. So yeah. this is where it helps me kind of align myself again. And honestly, where I find myself, because uh, even this weekend, um, you know, was dealing with some of that and, and it, and it forced me to do <laughs> more prayer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think the other piece to that, which we also talked about yesterday, um, is aside from being able to help us in our spiritual journey it creates compassion and curiosity i think which are two huge things right now in our culture that we struggle with collectively i think it's it's so easy to see things our way and to distance ourselves from other people um but for me um for instance like with my husband there's times where um i know nines which again we'll get into this mm-hmm. um one one thing about nines is they can be perceived as lazy um, sometimes sometimes they might just need to like kind of shut down and they just need to unplug and pull back. And yes, as a a nine, they may need to work on that for themselves. And, and you know, okay, am I, am I disengaging from life? But when I began to understand why nines do that, it's because sometimes they have so much that they're overwhelmed about and, and having a hard time processing that they just literally like, that's their way to just get escape for a minute from it all. And that just that itself gave me a perspective shift that said, okay, so, so I don't need to label this as, as a, a right or wrong or as a bad thing. I just need to recognize that this is something that happens for, for my husband and yeah. um, and kind of give him that space sometimes because he really needs that.
0: Um, you know, it's interesting. My wife is a nine too. So our spouses are both nines. Yeah. We, we see that. Um, yeah, had different things in them. Yeah.
1: And the one other thing I would add is um, for me you know it's so easy to look at other people and it, when we talk about spiritual growth and i think sometimes we look to other people and we say well what do you do how do you get closer to god and unfortunately sometimes based on mm-hmm. our personalities we have different ways of feeling close to god some people feel close to god in nature i'm i have the four wing which is like the artsy, artistic. So I'm a journaler. I have a, I have a shelf full of journals that I have written in. And that's one way that I feel connected to God. But I've heard so many people say, I know I should journal, but I just can't do it. And I, that's me. (laughs) And I would say to those people that may be because that's not the way that you interact with God and that's okay. So when you look at other people, like you may look at your spouse or your kid and say, man, they, I don't think they're close to God because they aren't doing it the way I experience right. God. We're not
0: having a quiet time, right? Yeah, right.
1: So I think we have to knock that off a little bit, and this helps yeah. us to do that to recognize. That's,
0: it's a great point, Carrie. It's so good to talk about that. And again, I know we'll talk about this more as we go, because I would say, yeah, that's that's true even of me. I am not the journaler. Mm-hmm. No way can my, but you know, and I think I think it's really funny. Um, so so for me, when I'm at my best, um that's where I will look for ways to to serve people. I have the Mm. two wing, right? Which is the helper. Um, So I'm that perfectionist, you know, mainly, but I have this strong sense of like helping people want to be involved with that, want to even sometimes want to be needed. Right. So like when I'm in a good space though, I'm able to just, I don't even care. Like it's, it's, it's my duty and my service to God to go and to help someone with this, Particular thing. In other words, it's it's again, it's making me strive to be more of a person who's loving others better. Right, which right. is again, what being a disciple of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Is, right. It's that outward, inward, upward thing.
1: Well, and I was thinking um, what you just said made me think of a conversation we had earlier where you said for yourself when you worship, one of your ways of worshiping is excellence.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think as a one mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense that mm-hmm. you would say. I can honor God with giving him, I don't know how that looks for you, but my giving him my best being, doing an excellent job at what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. That is so, that is so, so true. Um, and w- which goes back to, again, when I look at even as a kid, I, I, it all helped happen. Like it makes sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. I could never understand why people wouldn't want to, do their very best if they had the opportunity, like, you know, or at least in my eyes, what right, is the very right. best, like work that thing to death until you get it right. Because that is the very best. And we'll talk about that. I think more when we get yeah, to absolutely. the ones too, absolutely. but I can look at, I'll just say people in my life <laughs> yeah. and be like, what do you mean? That's good enough for you. Right. Well, right? well, well, that's, I think I
1: told you the threes, the threes cut corners because we're like, yeah. let's just do it. I don't care exactly if it's perfect, but right. I want it done.
0: Right. So I probably annoy Tom sometimes, but no. Well, I was, that's where I was going to go next, though. Like, I think for <laughs> all, all the ways you, I ignore, annoy <laughs> you. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> We've had lots of conversations. I mean, I could remember, I, 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 I remember conversations countless times over and over, uh, you know around a coffee shop. Yeah. Even with friends, um, spouse, whatever. And we talk about this stuff because even that processing is going to help. And that's what I was going to say. Like for those of you who are just kind of new to the journey or you're not really sure, like get around people and talk about it, work through it. There's so many things I still don't understand, honestly, but my wife, is so great. And she helps clarify things for me. I I think I said, I wasn't sure what number I was for the longest time. Yeah. And when I was able to talk with her through it, I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, she knows me more than anyone anyway. And she's like, no, this is how I see it. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Well, and I will say on that, I think I know my number and some other numbers. Sometimes there, there's either, um, emotions we try to suppress or there's Mm. parts of ourselves that we try to suppress because we want to present something to the world maybe that um that maybe is a little different than what's actually happening inside and as a result we tend to deceive sometimes not only other people but But also ourselves. ourselves so go through this like you said 100 in community
0: yes and and hold off on labeling yourself too quickly yeah Yeah. Seriously, like I I realize that there's gonna be the temptation to be like, oh, I already I know. Right. But I'm just gonna caution everyone to say, let this journey take place for you. Yeah. Um. Don't close yourself in too quickly because I I I really think that is gonna be the temptation. Yeah. For many. Yeah. Um. And
1: we really, I think, I think one thing, Suzanne Stabile.
0: Stabile, I think. Stabile. Yeah.
1: All right. Sorry, Susan. Shout out to Suzanne. Yeah. yeah. Um, she makes it very clear like the motivations behind why we do things are more important than the behaviors themselves, because mm-hmm. again, the behaviors can mask things. But um, so she would encourage you in when the videos of hers that I've watched to kind of for you know, even for a couple of weeks to really, if you think you know which one which number you are, kind of sit in, sit in that, start to notice your your patterns of behavior, your, the way you think, why you do things. Um, and again, kind of, again, allow it to be a place of curiosity rather than just, you know. Yeah.
0: The other thing I found as I've talked to dozens of people and, and and have worked through the book with, you know, a bunch of people, I I do think there tends to be, uh, you alluded to it before. Some people don't like, like they'll look at a number like, that's too negative for me. That is not me. Right, but again, what we're missing there, what I've seen, we're missing in health, or the motivations, are really the more definitive thing. Yes, right. certain numbers might be more external in the way they react or whatever. Um, but again, our goal is to be the healthiest versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. Yes, it's and there is no bad number.
1: Exactly, there's no bad number. Well, and that's where again, Tom, we we've said this before, but really the the biblical truth here is. Um, you know, Paul says, we're all members of one body yeah. and we all need each other. And so I think there is this tendency to think, oh, yes, some numbers, some people, some personalities are better. But the truth is the body doesn't function yeah. without all the parts. Um, So if, if you think... You well, know, you know, it's going
0: to be really fun too. Later on this year... Plan to do a series on spiritual gifts. Mm. So seeing how even maybe certain personalities tend to be, yeah. how that intersects with the enneagram and yep. your number. Absolutely. Again, it I, this is a tool, but it but it's super helpful tool. Right. That um, we would not be investing this amount of time, yeah, in effort and yeah. energy doing this series. I mean, we've talked this out over and over again for years. Yes. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't see that we yeah. really can help our church make those steps closer to God's heart through just finding out who we really are at CORE. Absolutely. So as we kind of wrap this thing up, Carrie, this has been fun. Yeah. Um, Want to let people know, all of you know a couple things that I think are important. There may be some other things too. I First of all, as we go through this series, we've established a a specific page on our website that is going to be full of things. And we'll keep adding to it as we go. Uh, if you go to cthope.com slash Enneagram, uh, you will find a whole bunch of, uh, helpful tools there. Uh, Mm -hmm. one is kind of maybe these definitions of what we're talking about, some slides, kind of how the, the diagram itself even works. Um, there's also, um, a link there where if people have questions, yes, coming out of the message or even out of this podcast, yeah, is a Google link to a Google form that we would love for you to just go onto that page and send us your questions and hopefully we'll be able to answer those throughout throughout the next couple months as we go yeah, through. This yeah. Yeah.
1: We'd love to make this as interactive as possible. Um, and if we don't know the answer, we will find someone who is your number who will
0: hopefully <laughs> sure.
1: answer the questions you have or Absolutely. Um no, I'm excited, and and that as, as our resident one, Tom, put that website together, and I think you did a great job.
0: <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Carrie. Well, I don't have anything else. What do you have to say? Nobody, Lasting words of wisdom?
1: Only thing I wanted to end with is, uh, and again, this is another thing Suzanne um, talks about, you know, the the Enneagram, like any other tool, is not the be-all, end-all. This is not... Um, like the definitive answer on spiritual, um, maturity or, or discipleship. So again, we take everything with a grain of salt and we recognize that even for some people, this tool may be fantastic. And there may be a few people that are like, meh, okay, this didn't do much for me. That's okay. Um,
0: yeah. And I want, I want to say to that, because I already know, like one of our fears going in was there are a lot of people out there who don't like to be put in a box, right and they kind of turn their brain off automatically yes. right i also think each week you could take these messages as standalones and be like there is biblical truth that's going to come out of there for me that i could and should apply but also you said something the other day again that is that was just a reminder to me you're going to have someone like this in your life yes whatever number we're talking about
1: right we and, all know
0: someone of every yeah. number. Whether they're in your family or in your friend circle. Right. Or, in or, this a, or a
1: coworker. A co-worker.
0: Yes. And it's gonna give you a greater understanding. And that is again the core of like, loving others well. Um and so I think there's gonna be really practical biblical information that everybody can get each and every week.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I would even challenge you, um, again, I, in listening to Suzanne's talk about this. um, She mentioned the story of someone who was kind of dead set against the Enneagram at first, kind of thought like, this doesn't apply to me. And then he sat in and, and he heard the number that he said represented his son. And he said that up to that point, they had had this estranged relationship and they just, their communication was awful. And he didn't understand why the son did what he did. He felt like the son didn't appreciate him. And Suzanne said after he heard his son's number, he just wept because he suddenly realized, oh my goodness, this is how he sees the world. This is, this is how I can show him my love to him. Um, and so I think, I think I just want us to start looking for those places, maybe in your life where you feel like you've got a blocked relationship or you're at an impasse Mm -hmm. or somebody in your life that you're like, man, our relationship could really be better. And maybe that's, maybe that's something that you take, um, as sort of, this is like a way for you to investigate that and just dive deeper and, and love someone like really specifically find someone that this might help you love better. Yeah.
0: Well, Carrie, I'm excited to do this series with you. Um, I'm excited to walk with our church. I'm excited to do this podcast and um, I guess until next time. Right. All right. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later, everybody. Bye.